If you desire to walk in alignment with your purpose, to live a life of joy, abundance, and fulfillment, you've come to the right place. This is Sarah Locke, and welcome to Purpose Unlocked. Today, I want to talk to you about one of my absolute favorite tools that I have been teaching this year, and it is called the Enneagram. So the Enneagram is the nine personality types, and each type is very different, and it describes how we show up in the world. It helps us better understand our fears and what drives us, and the more we get to know the Enneagram, the better we can know ourselves, but also the better we'll understand the other people in our relationships and the better and stronger those relationships are going to become. So let's jump in. Again, the types are numbered one through nine, and number one is called the reformer. They are also known as the perfectionists because these people are strongly driven by the desire to do good, be good, right what's wrong in the world, and um, move toward perfection. So they tend to be very self-critical. They're very hard on themselves, again, because they tend to be perfectionists. But because of this, they also tend to be very judgmental, or at least they can be, because the same high standards that they put on themselves, they also tend to put on other people. So they're very ethical, very moral. They have a tendency to be the people that are always recycling and doing better for the planet and and really wanting things to be good. Now, my favorite one is my husband. He is a one to the core. And I like to joke that he is so obsessed with recycling that if you do not recycle, you are trash. So that's what I say about the ones. And when I was explaining this to a group of my coworkers and I mentioned that phrase that I think describes him, my coworkers jaw dropped and she was like, that is so me. So the other great thing about the Enneagram is the more you learn about it and the more you hear about it, a lot of people have told me that they feel more heard and understood. So that's our ones in a nutshell. So if you have a one in your life, make sure that, you know, you're leaning on them in areas of your life where you might not understand recycling as much, for instance. Like we travel a lot. So recycling varies by state. I don't, half the time I don't know what's supposed to go in recycling and what doesn't. So I lean on him because that's his superpower and not mine. But recycling is important. So let's make sure we all do that. Now, number two is called the helper. These are the people that are super giving of themselves. They give and give and give. They're very selfless. And they have, their superpower is that they understand what you need without you needing to tell them, and they will just go and do it. So the problem with this is they think that the rest of us have the same superpower, and we don't. So a two is going to get very upset if they are getting overwhelmed, feeling unappreciated, and they realize that they need they need their cup filled up, but they're not going to ask because that would put them in a situation where they would feel needy and they do not want to be needy. They only want to be needed. So uh, they have a tendency to have a hard time asking for help, but they expect us to just intuitively know what they need because if you you love them, you should know what they need, right? We should all be mind readers. Um, That's really how they feel. And when I've explained this to twos, they were like, well, yeah, if you you love me, you should know what I need, right? And I'm like, we, the rest of us actually don't think like that. The other numbers aren't 
as intuitive in that regard. So if you are to make sure that if you need something, don't be afraid to ask because the people that love you do want to help you. I like to joke that when you're on an airplane and the announcement comes on that if the masks happen to fall from the ceiling, make sure you put on your mask before putting on someone else's. We say that for the twos that are on the plane. Okay, so make sure that you're filling your own cup up so that you can be showing up as your best self for the people around you. Now, for our threes, they are called the achievers. So these people are very concerned with how they look and are perceived by others. So they're constantly adjusting what they're doing and going after what's going to make them look and feel great. Um, They tend to be very ambitious because, again, they want to come off as being very successful. So if you have a three in your life or on your team, they probably are very hard workers because, again, they want to be successful. Um, but they have a tendency to sometimes suffer from vanity or self-deceit because they're so concerned about showing up with what you expect them to show up as that sometimes they have a hard time understanding who is their authentic self. What do they want out of life, right? They, they would rather be chasing society's expectations. And at the end of the day, that can leave you feeling unfulfilled. So if you're a three, make sure that all of that effort and work that you're putting in is going into something that's going to make you shine. The you that you want to be and not the you that you think everybody expects of you. Again, these are great people. They are wildly charming. Um, they, They have a tendency to be great at networking and they tend to be outgoing and they're great. They want to be recognized. They want to have that attention, but make sure you're getting the attention for the right reason. Now, onto our fours. They are the individualists. Um, They can also be called the romantic. They tend to be very artistic individuals. They, again, they they want to be very unique because they're the individualist. And, but because of this, I think it's peculiar that sometimes they will actually suffer from envy because they do feel that they are so unique. They think they have that black sheep mentality sometimes, or at least they can suffer from that thinking that, you know, I'm not like everybody else and they don't want to be like everybody else. But at the same time, they can envy the way that other people seamlessly fit into society and what everybody else is doing. So uh, the other thing that stands out about fours is they have a lot of feelings. Um, Some people even say that they are their feelings. If you have a four and they walk into the room, you immediately know what they're feeling. It's written all over their face and their body language and the way that they're expressing themselves. So they are very expressive, but again, they tend to sometimes do that in an artistic way because the way that you can express yourself through art or poetry or music are ways in which the the language is more creative. And it's, it's almost as if they feel that regular day-to-day language doesn't describe how they're feeling quite enough. And so that's why they use that artistic outlet to better explain how they're feeling, which is a really beautiful trait to them. They can also sometimes suffer from melancholy where it's just they're feeling a lot of feelings to the point where they're feeling kind of bleh. And a lot of us would rather be happy or sad so that we can at least least fix why we're sad, right? Um, But they actually feel kind of comfortable in melancholy. They're okay with that, you know, just enjoying the 
the gray day or a sad song or um, a sad movie or so it's okay for them to sit in that melancholy to them that can feel comfortable just make sure that they don't sit there for too long right so if you have a four in your life make sure that you're loving on them in those instances and making sure you either give them the space they need or pull them out of it and try to brighten their day with a little of your own sunshine now on to our fives The five is the observer or the investigator. These people tend to be incredibly smart. Because they are the investigator, they have this hunger and thirst for knowledge. So they tend to be people with either a lot of degrees or a lot of books or a very strong expertise in a particular area that is interesting to them. These people also tend to be very introverted. They almost believe that if they can have all of the knowledge in the world to themselves, that they won't need to depend on anybody else. So their knowledge is their strength, and that's where their comfort zone is, and it makes them um, kind of close themselves off sometimes. So fives, you need to make sure that you don't close yourself off too much, okay? Because even though you're extrovert or introverted and that's how you need to fill yourself, make sure you're still nurturing those relationships. I have a five in my life and he is, he's one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And he has been a mentor to me for a long time. He's brilliant. And, um, but he does keep to himself and I'm the type of person that's a very open book. So at first that was a little bit difficult for me to understand that relationship because a five isn't going to be as forthcoming with their personal life as a lot of the other numbers are. And we had worked together for so long that a lot of people just think that I could read his mind. And it was funny because a lot of the time I really would know what he was thinking or how he would react to a certain proposal or project. And, and that was great. But at the same time, I didn't know all that much about his personal life, but he, he was someone who would share with me his goals and his dreams and his plans for our team and all of those great things. And I was able to watch some of his personal dreams come to reality. So even though I don't know every detail about his life um, and he is a very personal person, I still know his heart. So I know that I love him. I know he loves me. I know the person that he is. So I just had to get comfortable with the fact that if I know and love his heart, that is enough for me. So if you have a five in your life, make sure that you don't pry too much because they're not going to like it. They have no use for small talk and sometimes they will you know want to keep to themselves or be alone but they are a great person to talk to and if you have any questions for them I'm sure that they can answer them because again they have this hunger for knowledge and they know a lot so if you ask them about something they're interested in they are going to be able to tell you everything about it so our fives are great and they're they're very intelligent and very useful now the six is the skeptic slash loyalist. So these people are very loyal, very hard workers, but they are the worry wart of the Enneagram. So these are the worst case scenario thinkers. The sky is always falling. Now to the rest of us, this probably sounds like the most stressful number to be. It probably is. These people have a tendency to suffer from anxiety, but we say that the sixes keep us all alive. Um, My favorite six is probably my dad. And uh, when I learned about the Enneagram, this helped my relationship with him so much 
even though I've always had a great relationship with my dad, it just really helped me understand him because I'm a seven, which is almost the opposite of a six in certain aspects. But uh, the six is the worst case scenario thinker and the seven is the forever optimist. So for me, growing up and when, especially when I was buying a house, this is the instance that I remember the strongest because I didn't want to tell him I was buying a house. And, and I was, so I was really excited about it. I told my mom, I'm like, but you can't tell dad. And she's like, why? I'm like, cause you know, dad, he's going to say, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? Cause that's how he is. <laughs> um, but the, but now that I understand that I'm able to come to him with all of the details. Sixes need the details. They need to know that you have also planned for the worst case scenario. They don't want to hear that you're just banking on everything to go right. Okay. That's going to freak them. That's where my dad and I have had issues in the past. So I'm letting you know that if you have a six in your life or on your team, they need to know that whatever plan you're pursuing, you have really baked it out and you've thought about it and you have the details prepared. So this is great to have a six on your team, especially at work, because again, they're going to question everything. They're going to plan for the worst and they're going to make sure you do too. So when you come up with this proposal and you bring it to senior leadership, you are going to have all of your T's crossed and all of your I's dotted because the six is going to make sure that you have plans for everything. So they're great. They're very hard workers. And so the six loyal and they're very important to keep around. Uh Now the seven, I alluded to it a little bit, alluded to it a little bit. Um, They are the enthusiasts. Uh, They tend to be, they want to be excited about everything. So we tend to constantly be planning the next trip or the next adventure. Uh, A lot of people will refer to it as shiny object syndrome. We kind of jump from thing to thing. So we get really excited about one thing and we dive into that. And then the next day we're like, "Mm, no, I'm bored of that. Let's let's go try this. So we have a tendency, we have a hard time sticking to one thing. And we're always excited about the next adventure or the next trip. I'm very guilty of this myself. I love planning trips. And uh, because this is actually something that we do to avoid pain. Sevens avoid pain at all costs. And unfortunately, because of that, they are also the number that has the highest likelihood for addiction to things like alcohol and drugs and things that are going to numb that pain. Now, a better outlet for pain would be things like journaling and going to the gym. So we sometimes have to remind our sevens, if you're upset, I know you're not going to want to feel those feelings. Seven, again, sevens run from pain like it's the plague. But sometimes you have to remember that feeling sad is okay. And if you want to journal about it, write it down. Understand why you're feeling sad and work through it, okay? So stop running from it. Don't go around it. Work through it because I can promise you it's going to be a lot more healing if you do, okay? I know from experience, I love to run from pain, but when I work through it, I feel a lot better. So sevens are, they're excited about everything. They tend to be the life of the party. They have super FOMO, so don't forget to invite them to the party. But yeah, they're they're a good time. I love being a seven. But yeah, we're not perfect either. Now onto our eights. The eight is the protector or more commonly called the challenger because they like to argue. Now their argumentativeness is not necessarily a bad thing. They, they like to challenge. They almost feel like this type of 
banter is what's going to help them better understand you. And it's actually almost a form of intimacy for them to make sure that, you know, you're, you're the type of person that when you're put under pressure, like, and your true colors come out, that it's the same genuine person that you're showing them on the outside. So they, they're definitely going to challenge you. They're also the people to stick up for the underdog. So these people are, they're going to fight for what's right and they're going to stand up for what they believe in. Uh, one of my favorite eights is my sister. She is tough as nails and you're not going to tell her otherwise. And so having her in my corner growing up was a huge help. But now that she's an adult, I've seen her be able to thrive in her environment and at work, she's definitely the type of person that she encourages other women to come to her and ask for things like, how, how do I ask for a raise? And, and she's there to, uh, she's a scientist. And being in that field as a woman is a little bit difficult sometimes because it's a male-dominated field. But she is there to make sure that, you know, the women are moving up the ranks as well. <laughs> so she's a great mentor for a lot of those people. And she's there to stick up for what's right. I've also had the pleasure of working with an eight. And again, if there's anything that happens and something goes wrong that he feels is unjust, he's he's going to say something. He's going to stand up for what he believes in. He's great to have in meetings because he's going to challenge your opinion. He's going to ask a lot of hard questions and make sure that we're getting to the bottom of what the actual problem is. Instead of taping over it, we want to ask all the right questions so that we can get to the root cause. So having eights on your team is awesome. They're very driven. They're, they're a little bit boisterous and their opinions will be heard, <laughs> uh, but they're great people. And last, but certainly not least is our nines. Now the nines are almost the opposite of the eight. The nines are allergic to conflict because they are our peacemakers. They want peace and tranquility in their lives. They don't want to argue. If you try to argue with them or challenge them, a lot of the time they will shut down completely. Now, I love the nines because they are so easygoing. Again, they just they just want everybody to get along. They want peace and love. And uh, my youngest sister is a nine. So she's really easy to get along with. And we traveled together this year and it was so much fun. But I had to make sure that I very specifically asked what she wanted to do. Now, if you have a nine in your life or on your team, you want to make sure that you ask them what they want to do or what their opinion is. Because a lot of the time, they're just going to go along with whatever you want to do. Even if you ask them what they want for dinner or where they want to go, they might say, oh, wherever you want to go. And that's going to be a very common answer for a nine. So if you really want their opinion, you might have to you might have to give them a few minutes to think about it and say, no, you know, you decide. So if you have a nine on your team and you're discussing a project, make sure that you make it a point to ask for their opinion, because otherwise they will probably just go along with everyone else's. Not to say that they don't have one, but if they agree with everybody, they're just probably not going to chime in. And if they disagree, they might not want to say anything because they'll want to avoid conflict. But they also might think if it's not a life or death situation, I'm definitely not going to say anything or they probably have it handled. And yeah, if it's if it's not something that's extremely important to them, they're not going to challenge it. They're just going to go along with whatever. But our our peacemakers are also very important. 
because we we need them to keep the calm. They tend to be very calm and even extremely stressful situations. And if you're having trouble in your life, a nine is an amazing person to talk to because they also have this beauty, beautiful ability to just hold space. Uh, when I was going through one of the hardest times in my life, my youngest sister was there for me to just hold space and just listen. And she knew that she couldn't fix it, but she didn't try to. And she just let me talk and she was just there for me in love. Now, as a seven, if you're going through something hard and you come to me, it's going to be really hard for me to not cheer you up. And it's not because I, and that can come across as insensitive. And it's not because of that at all. It's just that I don't want you to feel pain and it kills me to see you hurting. So I will try to cheer you up. I'll try to point out the silver lining, even if it's really slim and it's not maybe appropriate to be pointing out silver linings in the moment. I'm still going to do it and I'm working on it. These are things I need to improve within myself. And I know that, but if any of these things resonated with you, I look forward to sharing more because again, this is one of my favorite tools. There is so much more information to share about the Enneagram, we would be here all night. So I, again, I look forward to sharing more. I appreciate your time. And if this was helpful, please be sure to like and share it with someone else that might be able to use it. And until next time, remember to count your blessings, love yourself and stay fabulous. Thank you for the precious gift of your time. If you found this helpful, please be sure to like, subscribe and share with someone you love. Until next time, count your blessings, love yourself and stay fabulous.